0: In this parable of the servants who are given different talents, so talents actually is a monetary unit. So how much money are we talking about? Are we talking about like $20? Well, just to give you an idea, a talent is equivalent to 6,000 denarii, and one denarius represented a day's wages in the ancient world. So 6,000 denarii, just think about that, actually represents half a lifetime of wages. Just think about how much money you earn in half of a lifetime. So the modern equivalence, what we're talking about is one talent represents $1.2 million. We're not talking about some trivial, insignificant amounts. So the five, and the two, and the one. So we're talking about equivalence of $6 million, $2.4 million, $1.2 million. Lots of money here. Now the point here, however, is Jesus isn't telling the story because he's all about becoming lucrative. That's not the interpretive key. The interpretive key is not becoming lucrative. The interpretive key is rather stewardship. The emphasis isn't about being an astute uh, financial investor, but rather about stewardship. It has to do with the gift and our response to the gift. And because the gift isn't an end in itself, it's actually a means. The gift represents the relationship between giver and receiver. I am trying to think about some examples of this. I see my parents once a year In uh, in Chicago and my mother she's honed her craft of cooking over 40 something years and she continues to refine all of her skills so she's invested lots of time and energy into her craft and she really does it out of love because that's one of her love languages now if I were to do something I'm trying to think one of like the most demeaning or the one of the disparaging things that I could possibly do I would never do this right but if after one of the meals that she's prepared for, for probably like three or four hours, right? You can you even imagine this woman who's pouring herself into this meal? And if I were just said, take that meal and just like chuck it all across the room, not only would that be so wasteful because of all the time that she spends, it would be an absolute affront to her as a person. It's an affront to the giver. It would be a serious sin in that sense. And so if we understand stewardship not so much about well, what I need to give no it's a response it has to do with justice and fairness how do I respond to the gift the gift isn't an end in itself the gift is only meaningful in as much as it expresses the love of the giver and we understand it in this interpretive key we understand how we have a serious responsibility before Almighty God for all of the different gifts that we've been given. Let's begin with just three simple spheres time, personal energy, resources. Different saints, for instance, Saint Jose Maria Escriba. Very very serious about not wasting time not even a moment and that we need to answer to God before that I'm trying to think another example of the different ways that we waste time we waste energy We waste our resources. It would be like going to some third-world country where they are literally starving and if we were to bring like boatloads of fool Of food and we just started burning it right in front of them be one of the worst things we could possibly do and they'd be like please please we need this what are you doing like oh no we're just you don't really need this who cares no big deal and yet that type of maybe visceral visual experience that example maybe captures but maybe we don't understand what a serious responsibility it is when we waste time when we waste our God-given energy, when we waste our resources. If you've ever prayed with the lives of individuals, and this is most noticeable, perhaps, when you see individuals where the Lord has been able to affect massive transformation in their life, where it seemed like their life was just a train wreck, they weren't really doing much with it, and suddenly they were open to God's grace, and suddenly, they are doing extraordinary things in their life. Extraordinary things. One of my favorite examples of this is Sister Miriam James Heidling. I'm sure we, could, we know different people like this. And what, what this indicates to us is that every individual has an extraordinary capacity to effect remarkable change. Because what's greater than God's grace? And if we're cooperating with God's grace, he is going to do extraordinary things. And yet how many individuals, sadly, seem to be just wasting their lives away? People who are dying not just of hunger, but dying to hear the gospel, dying for company and friendship, and the good news of salvation. Those who in justice require our witness of sanctity. And if we don't, Respond to God's plan of sanctity. We actually are depriving Everyone around us of the sanctity that they deserve from us We have a serious responsibility Because if for instance the people of st. Michael's and people who are showing up Early on a Saturday morning on a first Saturday when you clearly don't need to be here if we are the type of people who aren't cooperating with God's grace and who will? We're familiar with vicious cycles. Well, brothers and sisters, Holy Spirit-driven virtuous cycles are infinitely more powerful than vicious cycles. So who's with me? Who's with me? in wanting to cooperate fully, wholeheartedly, total surrender to the Lord, in welcoming fully Holy Spirit-driven, virtuous cycles in our life. And if we do that, we will be following in the footsteps of these brothers and sisters before us. Not only is this like a nice optional thing, our brothers and sisters need our witness it begins here at this altar it, it begins in every moment and we have no greater example than the MVP of the Christian life the Holy Mother of God we ask for her intercession we are inspired by her example Holy Mary Mother of God pray for us